0: With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Kedushin Daf Ayin Gimel, page seventy-three. We begin at the bottom of Ayin Bezim Abayz seventy-two B, last word on the third to last line. Tan rabbanu with Londona Brisa, Geir Noisemamzeres. A convert is permitted to marry a woman who is a bastard. The Rebbe Yosi, that is Rebbe Yosi's Shita. Rebbe Yehuda, I remember Rebbe Yehuda says Geir Noisemamzeres. A convert is not allowed to marry a mamzeres. Echad Geir, echad evim shochur v'chol mutar mekohenes. Both a Geir and a freed slave. And a Cholol are allowed to marry a woman who is a Kohen. My time was the reason the Rabbi Yossi, of Rabbi Yaisi, of Rabbi who says that Ger is permitted to marry Imam Zeres. Hamisha because the verse says five different times the word Kahal in reference to the fact that uh, P'sulim, non-kosher lineage, people are not allowed to enter into... Other Jewish people not to marry other Jewish people. Chal <laughs> so The Gemara says on the top of Ein Gimel, Maral, page seventy three, a chal kohanim One is teaching you in regards to Kohanim. <laughs> One's teaching you in regards to Levites. Vchal <laughs> And one for regular Jews. These three cannot marry to a mamzer, a pastor, Vchal mamzer b'shtuki. One is coming to teach you that, in fact, the mamzer is allowed to marry a shtuki. A shtuki was someone that we said that they know who the mother is, but they don't know who the father is. A be One is to permit a shtuki uh, who doesn't know who his father is, or her father is, to marry a regular Jewish person. So so since we used up all five of these kahals for these five different things, so therefore the word kahal cannot go for a game for converse, and therefore a ger, a convert, is indeed allowed to marry a mamzer according to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda holds kaihanim michad kahal nafki that Levium, the Levites and the Kohens, since they all come from one tribe, therefore you don't need two separate words of kahal to teach you that a mamzer is not allowed to marry into them and therefore, aiser the the kahal gerim. So you have an extra word kahal is coming to teach you that in fact converts are considered a kahal and therefore they're not allowed to marry a mamzer according to her behuda. Another possible explanation. It could be that Kohanim and Levites are considered two separate uh, groups. However, the concept that you can have a mamzer marry a shtuki and a shtuki marry a regular Jew, that's both learned out from one place. From the following, the verse says, uh, a mamzer may not come into the congregation of God. It's only a, a mamzer that we know for sure is a mamzer, but someone who we're unsure if he's a mamzer, meaning like a shtuki, then we don't know what his status is. So he's allowed to marry a regular Jew. A mamzer is not allowed to marry a person who's for sure a regular Jew. If let's say we have a shtuki, we're not sure if he's included in the regular congregation the Jewish people so then you have a, then a mamzer wouldn't he be allowed to marry that person so therefore we have that, again we have that extra kahal to go to teach us about converts according to Rabbi Huda. We, we actually need two separate verses again to teach you that a Mamzer can marry a Shtuki and that a Shtuki can marry a regular Jew. And how does he know that a convert is not allowed to marry a Mamzer from the following verse? There's a separate verse that says that in regards to your congregation, so there will be one law for you and for the convert who lives amongst you. So therefore, we see that the word Kahal also goes in the Geirim on a convert, and therefore, a is not allowed to marry a mamzer just like any other Jew is not allowed to marry a mamzer. Well, Rabbi according to Rabbi who says that it, indeed he can marry a mamzer, so then how does he de- deal with this verse? From the fact that right after it says the word hakahal, which is referring to the congregation of the Jewish people, right after that it says one law, and it doesn't put the word ger right next to hakahal, doesn't put the word ger, convert, right next to the concept of the congregation, so that shows that it's actually separating them according to Rabbi and therefore a ger, a convert, is not considered in this regard part of the congregation, therefore he is allowed to marry a mamzer. The Gemara continues, both a convert and a freed slave, and a person who's lost his Kohen status, a so these are all allowed to marry a woman who's a Kohen. This is actually a proof to that which Rav said, there's no concept of women who are kosher, that they have a requirement to marry people who are not p'sulim. They are allowed to marry people who are psalim. Rabbi Zer said the following drasha when he was a psalim, A convert is allowed to marry a mamzeres, woman who's a bastard. So in Mechuzah, there was a place that had a lot of converts there. So all of these converts, and I guess the rest of the people also, so they threw their esrogim, their citrons, and they kind of pelted him with them why would you say such a drasha in a place where there's so many converts it was a mistake for you to say such a thing Rava, when he was a machuza so he said the following drasha so he said that a convert is allowed to marry a woman who is a kohen so they were very happy with this statement and they dressed him up in these beautiful silk garments and then afterwards he said the drasha as follows in fact the convert is allowed to marry a woman who is a mamzer so here they didn't pelt him because he said something nice first, I guess. So, what did they say to him? So, with the second statement that you made saying that comrades can marry a mamzer, so you've lost that on the first statement. The first statement was positive, the second statement was pretty negative. So, Rabbi said to them, explain to them, actually, what we're doing for you is the best thing for you. You can marry whoever you want. You can marry from the best, or you can marry from the worst, whatever you want. A convert is in fact allowed to marry a Koheness, a woman who is a Kohen, and a is also allowed to marry a woman who is a bastard. A convert is allowed to marry a woman who is a Koheness because she doesn't have a problem as far as marrying someone who has a lower status and lineage. And he's allowed. the convert is allowed to marry a woman whose moms are like Rabbi head. The Gemara continues. Elohein Shtuki Kol We said who's considered a Shtuki? Anyone who recognizes his mother, but not his father. Amar Rava. Rava said, "The Shtuki That from the Torah, Shtuki is allowed to marry other people. But we said in the Mishnah that, that that it's problematic. my Taima. Uh, What's the reason why they're permitted? Because most people are considered kosher in regards to her, meaning in regards to the mother of this child. And only there are only a few people who are problematic that would create this child to be a mamzer. So now, there are two possible ways, there are two possible perspectives that we can look at in regards to this case. If they came to her, meaning the person who was coming to have relations with her came to her, call the parash me ruba a So then we can apply the concept of whoever is going out towards her so, so they come out of the rope. We go after the majority amount of people. Therefore, we can assume that everything was fine. My amris, so what are you going to say? perhaps she actually went to them. kavua, so then it's consider something which is in a set place. We call kavua, and in regards to something which you're going to, so it's something called, that's called set, and therefore you have to go 50-50. You have to assume that even though it could be theoretically that there is a robe. there is a concept that there's more, much more people who are permitted to her. Nevertheless, you go after you consider a 50 50 chance. So, So, on this side, so we can say like this the Torah says that a mamzer is not allowed to marry into the Jewish people. It's only a person who's for sure a bastard that's who's not allowed to come into the Jewish people. But a person like this, who we don't know who the mother is, it's a 50 50 chance as far as we're concerned. Yava, he is allowed to marry into the Jewish people. So, Bikal vadaihud And it's only to a group that's for sure a uh, part of the Jewish people. This is a statement that we said previously, that a a mamzer is allowed to marry a shtuki. So now, so what we've established here is that really a shtuki should be allowed to marry to the Jewish people, to other Jews. So why do we say that a shtuki is not allowed to marry other Jews? Because we're afraid that what's he going to end up doing? He's going to end up marrying his sister from his father. Meaning, since we don't know who the father is, so we're afraid that he's going to end up marrying his sister, which is a horrible thing. Thing. The Mark says, wait, So according to this, let's say we have somebody who's a Shtuki, so let's say we have a girl who's also a Shtuki, they both don't know who their father is, so they shouldn't be allowed to be able to marry each other, because we should be concerned that he's going to end up marrying his sister from his father, and as far as we know, so a Shtuki is allowed to marry another Shtuki, the only problem is marrying into to the regular Jews, so how could we say that? We should be concerned, the same concern, so we say like this, Do you think that every single person who doesn't know who the father is, it's going to be the same exact father, it doesn't really make too much sense. So Gamar says, wait, Bas shtukis, let's say say this guy wants to marry another shtuki, so he goes and he finds a woman whose mother was a shtuki, so he shouldn't be allowed to marry her. So in that case also it should be problematic because even though we know who the father of this girl is, because it's only the mother who was a shtuki, so nevertheless we should be concerned in this case, despite the fact that this girl is considered a shtuki, we should be concerned that the father is the same father as this guy. So what do we say? We don't say that though, we don't we allow him to in fact marry such a girl, so the Gemara answers, it's not so common that the father of this girl is going to be the father who fathered him, so then we should say that in regards to every single person, that you don't have to be worried that perhaps he's marrying his sister, so the Gemara answers, what's the real reason why we say that a is not allowed to marry into the other Jewish people, it was just the chumr that we did in regards to yuchsin, to matters of lineage. Omar um, continues and says like this Torah, from the Torah Asufi kosher A person who is an Asufi Who we don't know who the parents are Would in fact be permitted to marry Into the Jewish people My time huh? Why do we say this? Ish, ish The Baila Toilet We can assume That this child So was he the product of a marriage That was illicit Or relations that were illicit So if he came from a woman who was indeed married So then we can assume That in fact the child is a kosher Not considered a mamzer Because the mother In general women do not go And have relations with other men And produce a child in general So Micah Miut Arus so, Mutual. So, who can we have? We're going to have a small amount of people who they're engaged to be married and they had relations illicitly and they ended up with this kid, and a small amount of people whose husbands went off to a faraway land and they had illicit relations and had this kid. So, it came the Ikapanuya, So, since we also have people who they're completely not married yet and it could be that they had this child, or you can have a woman who, because she they didn't have any money to be able to, to support this child, that's why they put him out so therefore we have 50-50 chance that this child is coming from something that was kosher as opposed to something that was not kosher the Torah says that a mamzer is not allowed to enter into the congregation of the Jewish people only someone who's for sure a mamzer that's who's not allowed to enter into the Jewish people but a person who's unsure like this person who's an Asufi we don't know who his parents are but since it's about a 50-50 chance so therefore we can say that he's allowed to marry into the Jewish people so only a mamzer is not allowed to come into a group of people that are considered for sure the congregation of Hashem. But if it's unsure, so then they're allowed to marry into them. So that's why a Nasufi would in fact be allowed to marry a Mamzer who's for sure a Mamzer. So why do we say that a Nasufi is not allowed to marry into the Jewish people even though from the Torah he should be allowed to? So again we try to say here that perhaps the reason is because he might end up marrying his sister from his father. The Gemara says, if that's the case, a Asufi is An Asufi, a person who doesn't know who his parents are, shouldn't be allowed to marry a girl also who doesn't know who her parents are. Because he might end up marrying a girl who who is really his sister, either from his father's side or his mother's side. So the Gemara says, Kol hani shadi What does every single person, all of these people who have been thrown out of their homes, the, that they were sent and they were found by other people, so that's all going to be from the same parents? That doesn't really make too much sense. Bas Asufi loyis. the Gamara says, okay, fine. So that solved that problem, but it shouldn't be allowed to marry the daughter of a woman who's an Asufi. Again, he might end up marrying his sister. Why? Because we know who the father of this girl is, but it should be no different than any other case where we know who the parents are. So he shouldn't be allowed to marry a girl even though she's considered an Asufi because her mother's an Asufi. So Gamara says, Ella loyishchiach. That's not, some, not something that's common. So it should also be something that we can't assume is going to happen in any other circumstance as well, even if he marries a regular Jewish girl. Sin. The reason is, as we said before, there's a special chumrah, a special stringency that we make in regards to lineage. The Gemara continues. Zama Rav Rafuna said as follows: Motze Mahul, let's say you found him that he has already had his circumcision. Ayin Gilam Abays, 73b. Aiman Misham Asufi, you don't have to be worried that this child has some kind of psul, because since the parents made sure to give the child a circumcision, a bris, therefore you can assume that the child is a kosher. Mishalti Hidmi, let's say all of the uh, body parts are in order. Aiman Misham Sufi, again, you don't have to be worried that the child has some kind of problem with its lineage. Let's say it's been anointed with oil, and its face has some kind of makeup on it to make it look good. Rami Chaymri Pitko of the It has different types of amulets upon it that show that the parent again cares about the child. You don't have to assume that the child was thrown away to die. Talibidikli, let's say it was hung up on a tree. If an animal could reach it, so then you have to be worried that the parents had placed it there to die, and therefore there's something wrong with the lineage of the child. In But if it's in a place where it's not reachable by a wild animal, then you don't have to be worried about such a thing. Let's say it's a certain type of tree called a Zardosa if it's near the city so the Zardasa that was close to the city says Rashi so they had Shadim in them they had these demons in them so you have to be worried that we're talking about an Asufi they placed it there to die but if it's far away from the city so there aren't Shadim there and therefore you don't have to assume that the parents placed it there to die if we're talking about a, let's say the child was left in a shul in a synagogue nearby the city and there was lots of people there you don't have to assume that it was placed there to die because again Rashi here says Says that if it's closer to the city, there's a lot of people there, so the mazikim, the damagers, these shidim, these demons, do not come there. V'imlav. However, if it's not close to the city, then you have to assume that they were placed it there to die, and therefore it has questionable lineage. Omar al-Memar says, If let's say it's in a pit, meaning a bore, where they used to place the seeds of a date inside of it, the leftover seeds, in order for animals to eat, yes, so there is a problem of a Sufi, it's a place of danger. Let's say it was placed in the middle of the river where the waters run strong. You don't have to assume that the child was placed there to die because you can assume that the parents placed it there because they assumed that people would in fact uh, find the baby in this little... Uh, boat, call it similar to Moshe Rabbeinu's little boat. And people, since there are many boats that are running along this, so it's going to be found. So you don't have to assume that the parents left it there to die. Pashri, but if it was left on the side, the slower parts of the water where people don't go as much, Yesh Mishima Sufi, you can assume the parents left it there to die. There's a problem with its lineage. Tide Harabim, if it was left on the side of the public domain, Eno you don't have to worry, the parents left it there to die. Rishus Harabim, if it was left in the middle, meaning it's in a place that people will trample it, as I understand it, Yesh Mishima you can assume that the parents left it there to die. Rav says if we're talking about the years of hunger you don't have to assume that it was left there to die but rather the parents they just didn't have the wherewithal to be able to support that child which case was Rav's statement going on if it's going in the case where it was placed in the middle of the of the public domain which is because we're talking about a year where people don't have money to be able to provide for their children therefore they're going to kill their child leave it in the middle of the road it must be that it's talking about on the sides of the Ravan. So, so, who cares if we're talking about years of hunger? Even if it's not years of hunger, we already said that a person, when he leaves it on the side of the road, it's not a problem of a Sufi. We don't assume that a person left it there to die. It was stated on this following statement as long as it hasn't been brought in from the marketplace the child is still out in public so then if someone claims to be the mother or the father so then they're believed that the child is in fact a kosher once it's already been brought in so then the parents are no longer believed to say that the child is kosher my time, what's the reason? I'm a Rav it says since the name already went out people know that this child is called an Asufi it's been brought in so it's already called that it's possible that it lost his status of being the possibility of being a kosher and even if the parents say, oh, this is my child, this child was kosher, they're not believed. And if we're talking about the years of some kind of famine, even if it was already brought in from the, shuk, from the marketplace, the parents are still believed to say that the child is a kosher. There are three people that are believed only immediately. asufi, In the case of an Asufi, in the case of a midwife, and the case where one woman is coming to say that the other women do not have a problem with mazni, we're going to see that case soon with Hashem's help. Asufi is the case that we said before. Chaya, what's the case of a midwife at the time we learned that in Reza? A midwife is believed to say that this is the child that came out first, he's the B'chor, this is the child that came out second. What are we speaking about? Where she didn't leave the room yet and come back. She already left the room and came back. And in a minute she loses her believability because it's not the way of a woman, of a, of a midwife, to hold on to that information as as soon as she's gone out of the room. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer says, Only if she's been standing there and hasn't turned away the whole time, then she's believed in love in a menace. But if not, she's not believed. What's the difference between the Tanakama and Rabbi, Rabbi Lezer? The difference is that if she turned away her face. What's the case where one woman is saying that other women are not coming to masnidah? There were three women that were sleeping in one bed. And they were jumbled up amongst each other, and they found blood underneath one of them. Kulon meiosis, so they're all considered that they're Tamei. Meaning, they all consider they don't know who the blood came out of, who's considered neither, therefore they all have a suffix and therefore they're all Tame. They all are impure. If let's say one of them checked herself, and she turns out that she found that she herself was the one who the blood came out of, he Tame have a So she has the ability to say, I'm the one that's Tame, and the other women are in fact pure. Rav says that it must be a case where she actually checked herself immediately, then and only then do we know that it came from her the midwife is believed to say that this is a coin. this is a levi this is a nosin and this is a bastard that's only if the child hasn't already received, received some kind of uh, someone saying that there's something wrong that the child has a problem with his yichus with his lineage if there was already someone that said that there's a tro- problem with the child she doesn't have that believability anymore what are we talking about over here what kind of uh, negative st- was said about this kid. <laughs> if it's just one person, Rabbi <laughs> Yehchanan <laughs> said that two less than two people aren't going to be believed. <laughs> so, once we were talking about two. <laughs> another possibility: it <laughs> could be that we're saying <laughs> that one person came along and said that this child is not good. <laughs> when does he say that you can't have any negative statement less than two people that you need to have at least two? It's only when we already have a. Pre- predetermined status, pre- uh, status from before that this child was in fact kosher. Well, but in a case where there is no uh, status from before, then one in fact will be believed and therefore she will lose her naman. she's not going to be believed anymore to say that this child is kosher or not. We'll continue from here with Hashem's help in the next daily daf.